It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. You're listening to the Sham Radio Network. The giraffe is another example of complex design. Learn about it next on today's Creation Moments. And now, here's our Creation Moments host, Ian Taylor. Did you ever stand up a little too quickly and get dizzy? It can happen because by standing, you may have temporarily lowered the blood pressure in your brain. Can you imagine what might happen when the giraffe swings its head from the ground to a treetop? The giraffe's heart and the rest of its cardiovascular system is very different from ours and most other creatures. The giraffe's heart pumps at twice the pressure expected for a creature of its size in order to get the blood all the way up that long neck. However, since the giraffe's brain is very sensitive to high blood pressure, there is a special structure that has been called the wonder net, where the blood supply enters the brain. Even if the giraffe quickly drops its head from treetop to ground level, the wonder net keeps the blood pressure in its head exactly where it should be. Furthermore, to prevent used blood from draining back into its brain when he lowers its head, the giraffe has a special set of one-way check valves in its neck. When we talk about our creator, we need not be afraid that some people will think we are talking about worthless things. Truly, the wonders that the creator has made are great and worthy to be told to people far and wide. For a free copy of our creation resource catalog, visit our website at creationmoments.com or call us toll-free at 1-800-42-BIBLE. That's 1-800-422-4253. And be sure to join us next time for another Creation Moment.
sob forth. Hear me when I call, O God, of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me, and hear my prayer. O ye sons of men, how long will ye turn my glory into shame? How long will ye love vanity, and seek after leasing, Selah? But know that the Lord hath set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. Stand in awe, and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed, and be still, Selah. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness, and put your trust in the Lord. There be many that say, Who will show us any good? Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. Thou hast put gladness in my heart, more than in the time that their corn and their wine increased. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety.
This is Morty Inspirations on Jam Radio 2.1. Now it's time for our morning prayer. Father God, we come before you this morning saying thank you. Thank you for waking us up this morning, starting us on our way. Forgive us any sins, Lord, that we found a thought of. Thank you, Lord. 
There are missionaries and are Christians everywhere. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We'll be back at the top of the hour. More gospel inspiration music, and of course, today is Friday Funnies. Got a good one for you. Stay tuned. I've had the pleasure of knowing Dale and his wife, Jerry, for number of years, and we welcome them today just to speak to you and just to celebrate with us this wonderful ministry. Would you welcome Dale and Jerry Robbins? Uh, church on the Hill is an exciting church. It was years ago that I was here, and uh, you guys are just rocking. Praise God. This choir... Man, oh man, praise God. The passion of God is for us to love people. You know, heaven will not have colors or races, division. It's just going to be one heaven. <laughs> it's going to be one heaven. And, oh, hallelujah. And the churches and the fellowships, that are most representing the heartbeat of God. They have the faces of every kind of people in them. Hallelujah. People who love each other, who love God. And we are just one people, the children of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. My wife, Jerry, is going to minister in song this morning. Uh, privileged to minister with Channel 42 for a number of years. Some of you are familiar with the TV. And that's how that we came to know Pastor Scott. Originally, in fact, uh, um, it's just so extraordinary to see how God has used your pastor and in church on the hill. Aren't you so grateful for what God has done here in this church? We love you. And we're proud of you. Love your pastor very much, Jerry. You minister for. Oh, praise God! You know, in every congregation, somebody is going through something. And they just need somebody to wrap their arms around them, to hold them, to love them, to tell them it's going to be all right. You know, Jesus said that to us. He said that even when you feel downcast, that I will revive you. I will lift you up. I will raise you up. And I will set you on the high mountain. And your feet shall be planted upon solid ground. And when we feel like we're falling, we're not. If we fall into his arms. Praise God. And he will raise us up, and he will give us strength to rise and fly like eagles this morning. This song says, when I'm down, when I'm weary, no matter what I'm going through, Lord, when I spend time with you, you lift me up.
Bibles with me this morning, chapter 15, verse 12, and once again, express our gratefulness and, and not only to speak at Church of the Hill, but to represent this ministry that the Lord raised up years ago, or nearly 20 years ago, and uh, one never knows the, the effect that one soul will have in a, on another soul. Freddie and Cora Cruz came into our congregation and their beautiful children. 
had no idea that their lives would touch the lives of so many others. They would share the passion of reaching the world as, as we did. We had a passion for seeing all people come to Jesus. I'm so grateful that my vision has never been isolated to a particular uh, group of people or race or nationality. I'm very fortunate to be raised by parents who did not have the blindedness of racism in their blood. They raised me to love all people, and I've never seen a difference between people. And I, I came to a church that was not that way. But that's strange. That's the way it should be. We began to take up the mantle of preaching the doctrine of love. Because I felt that in my heart that really there are folks just not seeing the vision as God is trying to describe it. That we must love all people. It's not a matter of just loving people that look like us or talk like us. It's a matter of loving people. Loving all people. And when we truly fall in love with people, people know that. They can come into a congregation as they can here at Church on the Hill. And people will immediately recognize this congregation is a congregation with a pastor who has a vision for all people. I thought for uh, it to be strange that our Assemblies of God would be such a, a denomination of missions and would send around the world missionaries to other nations. Then sometimes our own churches are not well represented in all nations. And it all comes down, it all boils down to the concept of love. We must fall in love with people. The, the, the love that God has, the vision, the passion that God has. We said earlier, heaven will not have division. There will not be denominations in heaven. There will not be nationality divisions there. We're going to be one happy family. And we've got to become that here. Would you say amen? And that's what this church has become over the years. And that's the vision of your pastor, if I might speak in that. John chapter 15, verse, verse 12. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Jesus said to love one another, but he adds something that brings the bar a little higher. He says, as I have loved you. And then he says in verse 13, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the standard of love that Jesus has imposed upon his church. When we use the word love, we're not speaking of that in just a very casual reference, but we're talking about that for the love of God. To love like God loves, like Jesus has loved, that he laid down his life. Look with me in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 14. It says, We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. And verse 16, By this we know love, 
because he laid down his life for us. And we ought also to lay down our lives for the brethren. Do you have the kind of love that it would take to lay down your life for another? Could you lay down your life like Jesus did on the cross? Die, first of all, to die for your brothers and sisters in Christ. That's the first test of our, our love. The Bible tells us that uh, the world will know that we are his disciples if we have love for one another. Notice that the scripture teaches us not that we first have love for the world, but try it on within yourself first. If you have love within the brotherhood for your brothers and sisters in Christ, you see, that will convince the world that you can love them too. If the church can't love itself, how can it love the people who don't know God? Would you say, man, we have to fall in love with the brotherhood that's among us. And then that's the laboratory of love that enables us to love the ungodly and those outside the walls of this church who don't know God, who are watching us, who are saying, if they can't love each other, they can't love us. This love that Jesus gave for us, called for us to follow. Jesus gave his life. Now, now this morning, I believe that I must challenge you to a place that God would bring you that you could actually die for one another if necessary. Now, in America, we may not be called upon for that. There are nations that literally, under such persecution today, that there are those who have died for one another in defense, in persecution. And uh, we hear of these acts of persecution that are prevalent in our, in our world. But I, I want you to know that dying for someone and laying down our life for others involves more than just, just being run over by a semi-truck out here on Highway 80 or being machine gunned down for someone or being erected on a cross and dying on a cross. I believe that, that far beyond just being willing to lay down our, our ultimate life, that is, our, our breath and the, and the pounding of our, our heart, I believe that God wants us to be willing to lay down everything in between that. I mean, if, if you're willing to lay down your life for someone and die for them, couldn't you be willing also to lay down something lesser for them? Would you say amen? Now, a wealthy farmer some years ago was willing and wanting to do something special for his son on his 21st birthday. He said, uh, called the son to him and said, Son, anything I have is yours. I'm so delighted with you. I'm so excited for you. I, I want to give you anything you want. He says, I'll give you my house if you want it. Or my car. He had a, a brand new Mercedes. He says, I'll, I'll give you my car. Whatever you want, son. It belongs to you. Son, in modesty, he replied, says, Dad, I don't want your house. That's you, Dad. But uh, how about some of the furniture out of the house, though? You know, I might take some of the, the furniture, those, uh, those leather uh, seats. I'll take those, you know. And, and the dad says, fine, anything you want. I'm willing to give you the whole kit and caboodle. And you're willing to have anything in the house, certainly. But the car. He says, Dad, your, your car is great, but it's just not my style of I'm just not into that, but that's awfully sweet of you. How about the CD player, though? <laughs> I really like the CD player. 
Can I have that? He says, sure, son. I'm willing to give you the whole thing. But if all you want is the CD player, go for it. You can have it, son. Well, you see, the father was willing to give him, to a greater degree, anything he wanted. But he just wanted a part of that. You see, we've got to be willing to lay down our whole life. Most of the time, we're only going to be required to give a part of it. And, and you see, if we're not willing to give a part of it, would we really be willing to give all of it? Are we willing to lay down those components of our life, those aspects of our life, that it would, it would take to, to touch them for Jesus, to minister to them, to care about them? I just want to express my gratefulness for your support of Gospel Light Ministry continuing over these years because souls are being saved on account of it. You see, you're laying down a part of your life. You're laying down the time and the money that's important to you, giving towards something that is even of greater importance so that souls will be saved. And we may not think of it, but there are aspects of our life that go further that we need to be willing to lay down, like our attitudes. You know, we in our... our Society, we tend to be so uh, so self-identified with those whom we will communicate with or fellowship or whatever. We've got to come out of that. You see, God wants us to love people that are not just like us. He wants us to love people who don't look just like us. He wants us to love people who don't talk like us. I just want to express my excitement that you're in this church ministering to every facet of people groups. Cross-cultural ministry, but, but cross-people ministry. God is using you to do this. And it's because many of you are yielding those components of your life. And you're sacrificing and giving of yourself. God wants us to lay down those parts of our life that might be of prejudice or preferences. I would prefer to do this, but for you, I will do that. I would prefer to do this, but yet because I want to touch your soul for Jesus, I'll do this instead. I'll yield myself. When you come into the church, I will give you my seat rather than, than me to have the better place. You know, you can always tell a church that's a little bit uh, worn and too traditional when, when people won't get out of their seat to invite visitors to take their seat, you know. I saw a church one time that a visitor came in to try to sit down, and one of the church members come in and said, you're in my seat. Why don't you find another seat so that this gentleman could come and find Jesus as Lord and Savior. Some of you even park at a distance so that visitors can have more convenience to park closer. Isn't that wonderful? God may cause you to lay down from your life the component of patience. I just can't hardly put up with that person. But you will because God has put it in your heart that you want to win them to Jesus. You want to love them into the kingdom of God. You want to see them advance for Jesus. And so you will lay down your patience. In patience, that's sometimes a part of our life. We will sacrifice that. We will lay it down so that this brother can come to Jesus. So that this person can the Lord. We lay down our inconvenience. We lay down sometimes our habits. It's my habit. I would prefer to do this, but I will surrender that so that others could not be hindered in coming to the Lord Jesus. Sacrifice time. 
laying them down. These are components of our life that we are yielding and laying down that others would know the love of God. You see, the love of God is what makes us do these things. I want you to know this human race is just a stinking mess full of sin and wickedness and, and every kind of rebellion. And God looked down here and instead of, of saying he's going to turn up his nose because we aren't as holy as son, Jesus, I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to send my son to believe and die for them so that they could be saved and not lost. God looked down and saw our need and his love caused him to yield of himself, his preferences, of the things that he would prefer. Jesus. Do you think Jesus wouldn't have preferred not to have suffered? Jesus would have preferred not to have messed with the things that he did, but he did that out of God's experience, his forgiveness, his love. Cross-cultural nature of this church with faces of every different kind of background in this congregation, it's all about God's love. I challenge each of you So pleased to pastor one of the most cross-cultural congregations, and not a lot of the churches are as uh, we are. One uh, person came in, been attending the church for a period of time, and he says, "Pastor, I don't know that I feel real comfortable with this interracial stuff." And I said, "Well, uh, sir, God has brought you to the right place <laughs> because." God has brought you here to introduce you to the principle of loving people. You are going to lay down of yourself for those that you don't feel comfortable with, and you're going to get comfortable. Now, he is out there now today clapping and just enjoying himself and, and eating every kind of a food. You know when we have church suppers and, and all of these nationalities cooked together, we have a feast. Oh, think of what heaven's going to be with one big conglomeration of God. Your challenge is in that area. God sent you to the right church <laughs> because of what God's doing right here. Even if you have grown in that area and maybe you have the great vision, God has a greater, a greater passion for love. Oh, I want you to know here today God has intended great grace and great mercy through this church. God has raised you up. And I can envision the hundreds more, all of those under uh, the umbrella of this community, they're coming into this church because of the love and because of the warmth that you are showing them and because of what God is doing in your hearts. I'd like for you to stand with me if you would today. time ago, I developed a warm relationship with a fellow that I don't know, you may, may or may not know him. How many have ever heard of uh, Napoleon Kaufman of the Oakland Raiders? He's, uh, he's a good brother. And we were among the, the first churches where Napoleon began to minister. We developed a tight relationship some years ago. And uh, Napoleon uh, didn't have a dad growing up. He was raised by a single mom developed a very close relationship. He was called to ministry. When I would be gone, Napoleon would, would sometimes come in and fill in for me. 
one time at lunch, he, he said, you know, Pastor, you mind if I call you Dad? Owen's a beautiful brother to the Lord. He is like, like a son. Very honored that he would even suggest such a thing. Now, I was just thinking about that, you know, of our, our love for one another. Our Father today, thank you for the vision of Thank you for the vision of the church on the hill. Oh, Lord, the vision of these that are in this congregation today, that they want to reach souls for Jesus Christ. They want to reach the world for Jesus. I pray, the Father, that you would grow us in this sense of passion and love to become more like you. Oh, Lord, even though this congregation has grown, strongly in that direction. The Lord, grow us even stronger. Melt us, Lord, in a greater capacity together that we would truly be one. Father, today there are those among us, many of whom may not know Jesus as the Lord. And we're here today to say to them, that's why we exist, is to reach you for Jesus. That's why this church on the hill has been a shining light to this community all these years. That the light of Jesus shined to their hearts. Lord Jesus, if there is one in this body without Jesus as Lord and Savior, let this be the day and the hour that you and know the one that we preach of and speak of today. Father, the night closed for just a moment. How many could say, Pastor, Pastor Robin, Jesus, become my Lord, my Savior. Would you pray for me? Would you lift your hand wherever you might be today? Hold it up for a brief moment that we can pray for you. God bless you. God bless you for these many hands that I see. Are there others? Just hold them up. God bless you. God bless you up, up in the balcony and elsewhere. God bless you. One more time. I want Jesus, Pastor. Pray for me. Pray for me. Hold up your hand. Flip it up. Keep it up for a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, with no one looking for a moment, let's agree and pray. There are many hands up. Let's agree. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, these hands that are raised in this body, they are what gospel light is all about today. They're what the mission of the ministry here is for. I pray that this would be the hour of the day they would say with their heart, Jesus, become my Lord. Come into my heart, Jesus, and the precious and glorious name of Jesus. We give you all the glory and thanks. And ladies and gentlemen, for the benefit of these that have raised their hand, could we all agree together this, this prayer. Let's pray together in unison this for the benefit of those who for the first time today will be making Jesus Lord and Savior. Please repeat these words of the Lord after me, meaning them from your heart. God in heaven, I come to you in Jesus' name.
I want you, Jesus, to be my Lord and Redeemer. Give me from all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Make me right in your sight. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. To live for you for the rest of my life. As you would help me to do. Amen. Amen. Would you give the Lord a great offering of your thanks and praise? Hallelujah. You're listening to the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. Listening to Morning Inspirations on Jam Radio 
Here's a quick quiz. Name the gold medal decathlete for the 2008 Olympics. The name escapes you? That won't surprise Brian Clay. Brian can't even tell you where he keeps his medal. His life has moved on. Most days now, he's training or at home with his family. He didn't buy a big new house or a fancy car. Brian says they ask you on to David Letterman and Jay Leno only once, and then it subsides. This is Howard Butt Jr. of Lady Lodge. Some world-class athletes gain renown and multi-million dollar contracts. Brian Clay gained even more. He won the medal and got wisdom in the bargain. Fame is the least important reward as we race to win in the high calling of our daily work. For more information, visit ourdailywork.org. Are all high school diplomas equal? Christianity in the Classroom. Attorney David Gibbs Jr. has one more story illustrating that your faith is often not welcome in school. A pastor called the Christian Law Association because of his son had just been told to leave the college he was attending. This young man had done nothing wrong. The public college the boy was attending decided that the credits he had earned in his Christian high school were not going to be accepted by them as valid. Attorneys at the Christian Law Association helped the young man find another method of proving to this college that he was properly educated. Making sure that the high school your child attends has some level of appropriate review or accreditation reduces the likelihood of this happening. Please call the Christian Law Association if you have any questions. As always, Attorney David Gibbs Jr. has given us plenty to think about. And since this issue isn't going away soon, stay tuned for further updates here on The Legal Alert a ministry of the Christian Law Association and this station. And take advantage of the free legal resources waiting for you online now at christianlaw.org. That's christianlaw.org. Dear John, I was hoping it wouldn't come to this, but you've left me no choice. I'm leaving. Uncontrolled high blood pressure is really serious, and lately you seem to really not care. I've been there for you since day one, and I know you think I'm going to keep ticking. But no, my friend, I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to the good times, when we were more active and ate more healthy foods, and you checked on me every once in a while? Is that too much to ask? I don't want to leave, but unless you stop ignoring me, what else am I supposed to do? Remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. Listen to your heart. Don't let it quit on you. Doing the minimum to control your high blood pressure isn't doing enough. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get your blood pressure to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. Check, change, control. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. This is Morning Inspirations with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. Hello. 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 
thing I, one thing I don't like about going to these basketball games, like the corny organist and all them songs, especially that song like, uh, you know, it makes me want to shout. That song does not make me want to shout. Can I get a witness? Y'all church folks, you know what music makes you want to shout, don't you? This music right here. You know what, I always feel like that music should just come out the air whenever something happens, when you want to shout. Like, for example, at the Masters, my man Tiger Woods. When Tiger Woods made that putt, the one that made him win, you know that music should have came right on. Tiger Woods on the last hole. And it's good. Tiger Woods wins the Masters. <laughs> Tell you what else. You know you ever been at the uh, grocery line and you got like twenty dollars. You hungry? That's H O N G R Y. Hungry. You bought all this grocery. You hoping and praying at the checkout line. You got $20, and she says, okay, sir, that'll be $19.99. Bro, man, you married, got a beautiful wife, wonderful family. You got four kids. You ain't trying to have another. But the wife said, I, I think I am. You go to the doctor and say, uh, listen, Mr. Johnson, wife test came out to be negative.
Can you tell if the surfaces in this kitchen are crawling with bacteria that could cause chronic arthritis? Listen. Can't, can you? You can't see it either. Wash surfaces, utensils, and hands frequently with soapy water while preparing food, especially when handling raw meats or eggs. Raw food may contain bacteria that can make you very sick or worse. One in six Americans will get sick from food poisoning this year, and roughly 3,000 will die. But you can keep your family safer by cleaning with soap and water as you go. Learn more about this and other important information. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. That's foodsafety.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ag Council. This is Ann Graham Lotz with Daily Light for Daily Living. What seemingly impossible task has God given you to do? Have you done it, or are you procrastinating? What if Noah had procrastinated and told God he would build the ark, but at a time when he felt more capable, or when his financial situation was more stable, or when his family was more self-sufficient, or when it was just more convenient. If Noah had the attitude many of us do when God gives us an assignment beyond our ability, he would have been totally unprepared for the horrifying devastation when it struck, and we wouldn't be here today to talk about it. Instead of procrastinating, Noah obeyed without question or hesitation. Genesis 6.22 says that he did everything just as God commanded him. Listen to me. What is your impossible task? Obey God just as he has commanded. You'll be glad you did. This is Ann Graham Lott. And now for the weather. Today's weather brought to you by the American Stroke Association. All across America, it's a clear, beautiful day with temperatures in the 70s and not a drop of rain forecasted. However, it seems African Americans can expect a chance of rain, oh, and a chance of hail, a chance of multiple Class 5 tornadoes. And if that's not enough, watch out, a chance of a freak meteor shower later this afternoon. The odds are it's going to be very dangerous out there. It's called the odds, and the odds are African Americans suffer almost twice the risk of having a stroke as white Americans. But the forecast doesn't have to be so gloomy. There are steps you can take to help beat the odds. Start by calling 1-888-4-STROKE or go online to strokeassociation.org. Join the power to end stroke. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. You are listening to Morning Inspirations on Jam Radio 2.1.
sitting on the rip. is a presentation of God Questions Ministries. What signs indicate that the end times are approaching? Matthew 24, verses 5 through 8, gives us some important clues so we can discern the approach of the end times. For many will come in my name, claiming, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. An increase in false messiahs, an increase in warfare, and increases in famines, plagues, and natural disasters. These are signs of the end times. In this passage, though, we are given a warning. We are not to be deceived because these events are only the beginning of birth pains. The end is still to come. Some interpreters point to every earthquake every political upheaval, and every attack on Israel as a sure sign that the end times are rapidly approaching. 
While the events may signal the approach of the last days, they are not necessarily indicators that the end times have arrived. The Apostle Paul warned that the last days would bring a marked increase in false teaching. The Spirit clearly says that in later times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. 1 Timothy 4 verse 1. The last days are described as perilous times because of the increasingly evil character of man and people who actively resist the truth. 2 Timothy 3 verses 1 through 9. Other possible signs would include a rebuilding of the Jewish temple in Jerusalem, increased hostility towards Israel, and advances toward a one-world government. The most prominent sign of the end times, however, is the nation of Israel. In 1948, Israel was recognized as a sovereign state, essentially for the first time since A.D. 70. God promised Abraham that his posterity would have Canaan as an everlasting possession, Genesis 17, verse 8. And Ezekiel prophesied a physical and spiritual resuscitation of Israel, Ezekiel chapter 37. Having Israel as a nation in its own land is important in light of end times prophecy because of Israel's prominence in eschatology, Daniel 10, verse 14. With these signs in mind, we can be wise and discerning in regard to the expectation of the end times. We should not, however, interpret any of these singular events as a clear indication of the soon arrival of the end times. God has given us enough information that we can be prepared, and that is what we are called to be. Golf Questions Ministry seeks to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ by providing biblical answers to today's questions online at gotquestions.org. That's going to be yours truly until the weekend. Enjoy yourself. Have a happy 4th. Have a happy and safe 4th of July. Thanks for listening. God bless you. And we'll see you on the weekend.
that as Christ was raised from the dead, so tonight, Almighty God, you are raising me from the dead, from the death of sin. You are giving me a new life, the life of Jesus Christ. Oh, God, on my testimony and the belief in my heart and according to your word, at this moment, I believe I am saved. I am saved. I am saved. Hallelujah. Saved. 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 Oh, let me ask you, friends, in closing tonight, have you done this? Have you obeyed the gospel? Have you obeyed the gospel? Have you come to that obedience of faith? Have you come to that place of true repentance and true faith? Have you turned around? Have you forsaken your sin? Have you turned around? Have you forsaken your sin? Are you trusting alone tonight in Jesus Christ for your salvation? For there is no other way. There is no other message. For there is no other way. There is no other message. Oh, come to him. Come to the Saviour tonight. Come to him just as you are. Come to him in your sin. Come to him in all your needs. Cast yourself upon his mercy and upon his infinite grace. Cast yourself upon his mercy and upon his infinite grace. Cast yourself wholly to him. You too will enter into that joy of sins forgiven, peace with God, and eternal, abundant life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. How can I say thanks for the things you have done for me? Things so
gloria a Dios.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.